Hello and welcome to Fireside Stories. My name is Mac and I'll be your host today. We have a brand new collection of three stories for you. So grab your milk and cookies and a seat next to the fire. Here we go. Today's story collection comes from Eggermeyer's Bible Storybook by L.C.E. Eggermeyer. An angel opens prison doors. The apostles' teaching was talked about on every street in Jerusalem, even in the cities round about. The people had heard that the apostles were filled with the power of God. Each day, more believers were added to the church until it numbered many thousands. The people were much interested by the miracles that the apostles did in the name of Jesus. They even brought their sick and laid them in the streets where Peter walked. They believed in his power so much that they thought even his shadow would make the sick well. From many cities and towns, the sick were brought and the apostles healed them. The Jewish rulers grew angrier every day. They watched the works of Jesus spread further and further. The Jewish people were honoring the apostles and Jesus Christ more than they were their own rulers. We must do something at once to crush this new teaching, the rulers decided. So they seized the apostles and locked them in prison. Night came and the rulers went home to rest. They thought their worries were over since the apostles were behind bars. While the rulers slept, an angel opened the iron doors of the prison and went inside to speak to the apostles. The angel told them, go back to the temple and teach the people all the words of life. The angel led the apostle out of the prison into the cool night air of the quiet street. There he left them and they went on their way home. Early in the morning, they went to the temple to teach the people. That same morning, the high priest and his council met for the apostles' trial. They sent officers to bring the apostles from prison. But the officers returned alone. We found the keepers standing guard outside the locked doors, they said. But when we went in, we could find no one. What could this mean? The high priest and his council did not know what to do. While they were trying to find out what had happened, someone came from the temple with more news. The man said, The men you put in prison are in the temple teaching the people. Now what could the Jewish rulers do? The people would stone them if they tried to seize the apostles in the temple. Finally, the rulers ordered their officers to take the apostles quietly and bring them to the council room. When the apostles were brought in, the rulers asked angrily, Did we not order you not to teach about Jesus? Then why have you filled these cities with your teaching? Why have you told these people that we are guilty of Jesus' death? Peter and the other apostles stood up boldly and answered, We should obey God rather than men. 
The God of our fathers raised up this Jesus whom you killed, and God has made this same Jesus a prince and a savior, to give forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When the rulers heard this, they were furious. They even wanted to kill the apostles. At that moment, a well-known and respected teacher stood up. It was Gamaliel, a Pharisee. After asking that the apostles be dismissed from the room, Gamaliel said, Men of Israel, be careful how you treat these men. Let them alone. If their work is of men, it won't amount to anything. If it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. You cannot fight against God. Because the rulers honored Gamaliel as a wise teacher of the law, they decided to let the apostles live. Even so, the rulers were still angry with the apostles. They commanded Peter and the others never to teach or speak in the name of Jesus again. After being severely beaten, the apostles were allowed to go. Even though their backs were bleeding, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus' sake. How light their sufferings were compared to what Jesus had to go through. They could not expect to be treated any better than he had been. Again, the apostles returned to the temple. Each day they taught there and in the people's homes about the Savior, Christ the Lord. Seven are chosen. Of the thousands of people who believed in Jesus, some were Jews from many parts of the world. Those who lived in countries where the people spoke Greek were called Grecians or Hellenists. Other believers were called Hebrews because they spoke the Hebrew language and lived in Palestine. For some time, there had been an unfriendly feeling between the Grecian Jews and the Hebrews. The Grecians complained that their widows were not being cared for properly. They thought the poor and needy among the Hebrews were getting better care. When the apostles heard about this, they called all the believers together. The apostles explained, It is not right for us to spend all of our time taking care of the poor. We must preach the gospel. There are other faithful men among you who can see to the needy ones and make sure that they are cared for. Choose seven wise men who are filled with the Holy Spirit and let them do this work. Then we apostles will have more time to pray and to teach. The people liked this idea, both the Hebrews and the Grecians. They chose seven faithful men to handle the money and care for the poor. The first man they chose was Stephen. Another was Philip. Both of these men were preachers of the gospel. Little is known about the other five. The seven men were brought to the apostles. Laying their hands on these men, the apostles prayed God's blessing upon their work. The new plan worked well. Stephen is stoned. Now the number of believers increased greatly. Even many of the priests believed and obeyed the gospel. Everywhere throughout Jerusalem, people talked about Stephen. 
because he was full of faith and power, he did many wonders and miracles. The foreign Jews met in their synagogue to study the scriptures. Stephen went there to preach the gospel, but the leaders argued with him about his teachings. They tried to prove that Jesus was not the Christ. God gave Stephen such wisdom to speak about Jesus that the leaders were left without a word to say. They were very angry that Stephen spoke so convincingly about Jesus. Since they could do nothing to stop him, they hired men to go among the Jews and accuse Stephen. Wherever these men went, they lied. We have heard Stephen speak against Moses and against God. The people were upset when they heard this. Some even believed it was true. As soon as the rulers and scribes heard it, they seized Stephen and brought him before the council. The men who had been hired to tell lies about Stephen came to the council meeting too. They were called on to tell what they knew about Stephen. They said, this man never stopped saying terrible things about the temple and the law. We have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs that Moses gave us. While the false witnesses spoke, the council watched Stephen closely. Even though his face shone like an angel's, they proceeded to accuse him. The high priest turned to Stephen and asked, Are these things true? Bravely, Stephen stood up and answered them. He repeated the familiar story of their people, beginning with Abraham. He reminded them that their fathers had disobeyed God's laws. The rulers became angry and their eyes flashed as he spoke. Stephen knew his life was in danger. Still, he was not afraid. Turning to the rulers, he said, You stiff-necked people, you resist the Holy Spirit just as your fathers did. They killed God's prophets, and you killed Jesus Christ. The men were furious that Stephen dared accuse them of doing wrong. Even though they made ugly threats, Stephen paid no attention to them. To give him courage to face his enemies, God let him see into heaven. Looking up, Stephen said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. At once the rulers cried out loudly. They held their hands over their ears so that they would not have to hear Stephen say another word. Suddenly they rushed at him, seized him and dragged him outside the city gate. Those who had lied about him took off their cloaks and laid them at the feet of a young Pharisee named Saul. Stephen's enemies picked up stones and threw it at him. Even then, Stephen's courage did not fail. He lifted his eyes to heaven and prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. As the stones struck his body, he knelt down and cried out loudly, Lord, do not blame them for this sin. Soon, his body was silent and still. He was the first man to be killed for preaching about Jesus. When Stephen's friends heard about his death, they took his mangled body and buried it tenderly, and they mourned greatly for this young man who had given his life for the sake of the gospel. 
From that time on, the followers of Jesus were mistreated and tormented in Jerusalem. The Pharisee Saul went from house to house, sending men and women to prison. Except for the apostles, all the believers left Jerusalem and went to live in other towns and cities. Perhaps they thought that they could find safety outside Jerusalem.